Skinner. I have something of an announcement to make <coughs> now that I'm in uh, golf. clear your throat? <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> so I'm going to be a father. Congratulations. Thank you very Congratulations. much. Congratulations. Yeah, that's what people always say, isn't it? Your birthday and a baby. Yes, I thought I'd rob in the fact that I'm an older parent <laughs> by announcing it on my... Uh, so, I mean, have you, are you slightly paranoid about any jokes you've made about famous uh, ageing fathers in the past? What, the David there... Jason element? <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Did he? Was he an old dad holder? Oh, oh God, he was. Uh, wasn't he uh, 67 or something like was that? Was he really? Yeah. John Humphreys was... And uh, who was the famous one? Was it Des? Not, yeah, it was Des O'Connor. The way I'm seeing it is I probably won't have to deal with those difficult teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out of there. Every cloud. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the way to look at it. No, it's... Um, I mean, I haven't really spoke about it to anyone, but I thought, you know, as, as you and my radio family... You thought we'll broadcast it to the nation. Well, you know, I feel that the people who listen to this show, what is the 30 of them? I feel that they're, they're intimates of mine rather than audience members. I imagine so. they're group texting each other right now. <laughs> they, they might... <laughs> They're all sitting in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> they all meet in a church hall somewhere. In the day room. <laughs> I've already made certain pledges, you know, first of all, I don't, I don't <coughs> want to be, and I know you do this occasionally, Alan, but I don't yeah. want to be one of those comics that does material about their children, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely don't want to be a comic like me. That would be a regressive <laughs> step for your career, Frank. <laughs> no, no, but you know, you know what I mean? I, I once saw uh, Robin Williams do a whole sort of 25-minute thing about nappies, and I thought, yeah. well, I know what's in nappies. Well, where was the surprise element in this? Well, you so. can say that about any observational comedy, though. <laughs> yeah, but there's something... I've been on a train. What do you want about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm eating airport food. What's the point? Yeah, but there's something about... If people who don't have kids, they don't, they don't want to hear people who do have kids talking about having kids. That's, yeah. my, that's my theory. I was once out. I went to a contemporary dance event with Tony Adams, Lee Dixon. And Who we hasn't? went. Who hasn't? Yeah, it was a. It was a. Yeah, okay, it's against the grain. But the three of us went. And Adrian Childs as well. And uh, we went for a dinner after, and there was lots of non-football people at the dinner. And me and Tony Adams was talking about football, and he was really, you know, he was t telling me loads of information. And Lee Dixon said, uh, Addo, put the ball away, mate. <laughs> and uh, I've said that to uh, my girlfriend, Kath, a few times. We've, been, we've, been, we've gone into baby talk, and I see people glazing over, and I say, Kath, put, put the ball away. So. You know it's not a ball, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks, looks like, like a, ball a ball from the outside. Up <laughs> at the top, but it's not a ball. <laughs> it's a bump. <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh, that's fair enough. Also, I always think that, you know when people do that stuff, the funny things that kids say, they say, oh, my, my kid said this thing the other day. I always think if, if I was a child, I'd really, I'd never bond with my father if I knew he was using my material. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd think, just write it down, I'll use it when I get older. 526 has texted his congratulations already. Frank. That's fantastic. Isn't that nice? He's quick off the... I'm going to remember that from 526. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. so, there's so, uh, so few numbered um, congratulations, <laughs> I find, in life. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, it's going to uh, change my whole... Uh, I mean, when you get to my age, you get up five or six times in the night anyway, so that's not going to... Absolutely. <laughs> it's the perfect time to start breeding. But... Um, <laughs> Our, our producer Emma is actually leaving today to have a baby. Daisy, who wasn't that's just, that's, they're not related. You should no, 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 <laughs> it's not that. The well, the babies might be related, but not to my the Arnold Schwarzenegger about you. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs> well, can I just say I don't want to quote my own jokes, but there was a man in the audience last night from California, and I said, um, "Isn't um, Arnold Schwarzenegger the governor of California?" And uh, he said he was, but he isn't anymore. And I said, I think you should anticipate his return. <laughs> <laughs>
and the audience laughed, and I thought no one would get it, and I was oh so pleased. Anyway, so there I was talking about babies, but then I remembered a joke I did. <laughs> and I got excited. This is what your child has in store. Exactly. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Let's get it out of the way. I, uh, I, swam, uh, <laughs> I swam a length this week for the first time in my life um, of the swimming pool. Not to the outsider particularly impressive achievement, but to... No, I won't have that. But to the frightened middle-aged man, a mountain has been climbed. <laughs> Even Sandy War is, um, is, is applauding in the other room. It's, it's a soundproof booth, but I, I, know, that I, know, it vis- I know the visual Mike, for applause. I won't have you minimising your achievement, because we're all very proud of you this morning, aren't we? I'll tell you what's slightly... No one answered. <laughs> no yes. one answered in this room. I'll tell you what, um, what slightly impaired it for me is I actually, when I did it, I mm. got very excited. When, when my hand actually mm. touched the wall at the end of the swimming pool, I was very excited. And I turned to the crowd who'd been incredibly supportive. I, and I was in the crowd, just yes. FYI. I, I'm, I'm afraid I clenched my fist and said, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was fierce. Which is, style. It's the, I, well, I, I was thinking Andy Murray. Worse, worse oh. still, I was thinking something I've seen Andy Murray's mom do quite a lot. <laughs> And I thought, is that what happens? You learn to swim, you become Andy Murray's mom. I don't so want people saying, and every time I'm on telly, saying, uh, is he divorced? I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. Where's, where's the dad? I don't want that going on. And then you splash the water with your fist, which I, I like. I went crazy. I, I mean, some of the things looking back on now, I mean, th- that morning, I, I took such a time over my shave because I thought it would make me a little bit more aqua-dynamic right, in the water. And I had, um, I had a lot of pasta the night before. I thought, build up the carbs. So I thought I was going to do a marathon. <laughs> Excellent. 25 metres, we're talking. No, can I say there was an element of jeopardy being poolside. Mm-hmm. I didn't go for flip-flops. I went for chunky heels. Did you? I'm not changing my show for anyone. I thought that was sensible. There, wasn't, there isn't a Veruca in Britain that would have gone through those heels. <laughs> <laughs> How have the Verucas dealt with your swimming? Have I they... haven't mentioned the Verucas. Have they gone? No, I've, uh, I've just... Um, you I never just, told them about I didn't them. tell them. I thought, they'll find, <laughs> they'll find out soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when you first started doing it, we talked about them every week on the radio. I think all the uh, sport relief money I've raised will, have to, will be spent on the Veruca pandemic I've left behind me. <laughs> Cleaning the pool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Frank, I would say it was 25 metres, about 20 metres in, there was a will-he-won't-he he moment. I have to Definitely. say, I thought, oh, the lad's tiring. And it was a moment of ge- genuine jeopardy. No, I took in, I took in a bit of uh, water. I mm. could feel oh. it. The, I thought I'll blow it out next next blow, but it really? didn't really come out. It's at the back of my throat. And if I was just in the, the normal training sessions, I say training um, in my lessons, I would have that would have been my panic and stop point. Yeah, well, I saw but, the I, I saw on YouTube. I was travelling at the time, and oh uh, and I I saw it. Um, and that the the guy from Liverpool, the teacher, he took quite a stern tone with you on the on the like bit of footage and he was going just don't worry about it <laughs> no, no. I, I love well, that but this that's the whole point he is worried about it. that's what we all need <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the day any problem you've got in life ultimately needs someone to say just pull yourself together <laughs> <laughs> frank frank skinner on absolute radio absolute radio so, Frank, have you been enjoying Prince Harry in Jamaica? No. Oh, dear. Oh, my <laughs> No, goodness. I think he went of his own accord. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, of course. He's having a little he bit of a... But he didn't go on his own. I'm calling expenses. it a gap year, Frank. 
It's a bit yes. of a gap year, isn't no, he's it? He's in the army, isn't he? He's in the army in the way that people in the royal family are in the army. You in know. the way that status quo are in the army. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'd say status quo are more in the army. <laughs> I don't know. I, I sort of think that um, isn't Prince Harry in the army the way that I'm like an honorary member of the Laurel and Hardy fan club? Right. Okay. Isn't he? Mm. I don't know. I could be wrong. But anyway, he's, uh, he's found some time off to go to the West mm. Indies. And he wore blue suede shoes. They were blue oh, desert boots. You see, posh people do like a pop of colour, I find. They love that. It's always a cravat or a red trouser. Red trousers. Oh, they love red trousers. Yes, they love a bit of... They love that. Yeah, but what he's thought here is we're going to be dancing, so I'll wear blue suede shoes like rock and roll. He's, he's <laughs> got it wronger than anyone's ever got anything in his whole life. But I think... Having a close look, and I'm not one to advertise, but I, they look like Clarks to me. I don't think they were. I think they were Clarks. Do you? Yeah, we, we know, don't we, from our inside mm. information, that well, Clarks shoes are basically currency in the West Indies. Oh. Hence the song, Everybody help me out, so me get me Clarks. Everybody help me out, so me get me Clarks. dum de me dum dum so me get me Clarks. You can do the voice if you're doing the song. Sorry, can I just oh, establish oh, that was Frank's insider information he just talked about? <laughs> oh, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yes, it's... Uh, yeah, so, so I think he's... Someone said to him, as the ultimate gift, really, they've given him some uh, blue clocks. Mm. No. He can't have worn them in a... Oh, Elvis, he had blue suede shoes, and he's a bit like Bob Marley. He can't have thought that, can he? No. I think a posh friend said to him, those look great, man, absolutely wicked. <laughs> they look so good with chinos. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Oh. I think that's totally what happened. Oh, And no. surely, if he's going to a hot country, pop some flip-flops in the bag. Yes, like, wear some flip-flops, it's sunny, exactly. weather. I don't think you're allowed to wear flip-flops if you're... Uh, if you remember Did he? the royal family. Or Birkenstocks, German. Mm. Yeah. Appropriate, wasn't it? <laughs> Did he quote fine, Bob they? Marley as well, which made me cringe a bit? Yes, or... he said, every little ting's <laughs> going to be all right, is what he said. <laughs> that was a terrible That reminds one. me when my physics teacher once said, so you are able to get into the groove, as it were. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh. Every yeah. little ting's going to... He may horrible. as well have gone word up. Oh, horrible. Yeah. yeah, but I say, I, I, I do, I, you do find when you're there that you think, oh, I better. I remember dancing, do you know that one love? <laughs> I danced that, and they just kept playing the band, and I thought, I, I better not sit down, or people think I'm racist. I danced for about two hours, 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I couldn't see, I couldn't see. I'd gone, I'd gone blind, I couldn't breathe, and I thought, you know, I, gotta, I don't want to upset these people. I actually thought these people, which of course gave the game away. <laughs> Last weekend, of course, it was April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. And I don't like to let an April Fool's Day go past without an April Fool's Oh, no. I don't. <laughs> Frank's I, pranks. Yeah, but I tell you what, I... Um, I hate Frank's pranks. I hadn't, I hadn't planned. I hadn't planned anything. I had to, uh, I had to improvise. And I, I, was, I, I got up in the... I was staying at my girlfriend's mum's. I got up and, you know, first thing you go to the toilet, and I'm, I'm desperately trying to think of a, of a prank. I thought, and I thought, no, I can't do that. And then I, uh, I thought I'd come up with the leaking toilet. I mean, it's not a classic. Right. <laughs> it's not spaghetti trees, is it? <laughs> you mean just tell them that the toilet's leaking? Tell them to... Rather than block it up. Well, that's, not, that's not an April Fool, that's just a nuisance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but bear in mind, you know, she's a 70-year-old woman. A leaking toilet is, you know, at, on bank holidays. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a major... Yeah. Oh, God, it's a major problem. And there was a part of me that thought, you know, she's 70, she's got to get up the stairs to check it out. This could go horribly <laughs> wrong. But I thought, you know... 
So no how, pain, no gain. How did you put it to her, Frank? Do me your prank voice. I went downstairs and went, oh, sorry to arrive with a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing you've ever done. But um, the toilet is really, really leaking upstairs. It's... <laughs> she said, well, I was up there. I said, honestly, it's really, really... She went, oh, no. I said, oh, no. I, oh. So um, <laughs> she went it's up the stairs. She went up the stairs. I thought she could drop it any minute. T- Two-thirds of the way up. I thought I pushed it too far. But no, she made it. And Kath, my girlfriend, went with her. And the three of us looked at the toilet. And she was peering at the floor. <laughs> trying to find it and i went to april falls <laughs> and um and it went quite well she went oh and i really? think you know you know people i think people who are pranked mm. like the fact that they've been pranked do you think that constitutes an april fool alan be totally honest with him. <laughs> well i was thinking on the my toilet's feet. leaking <laughs> I know, but i didn't want to take it too far you know i, I didn't want to say you know there's a there's a dead uh, there's a dead uh llama on the landing <laughs> or suggest that you just ha- have been commissioned to do a th- what was it a 30 part series with got kwan this is what he once said to kathy allen yeah but that was, was a different know, april fool frank tell alan what that was i see yeah i i, I said that i'd uh, been commissioned to uh, <laughs> do a series with got kwan in which i walk around uh, northern towns <laughs> in, in an avant-garde outfit <laughs> And it's called. It's called. I remember like, exactly what it's what called. It's called? called. Would you wear this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was called. Why are you wearing that? No, it's okay. would you wear this? Anyway, and she. We got to the point where she said, "Honestly, if you do this, I'm going to split up." With you. <laughs> and by then, I was in so deep. I was in. Actually, I was quite deep into some velour knickerbockers <laughs> with um, with ferocious underwiring. <laughs> I did a second um, April Fool this as well. Week. Did you say the boiler was playing off? <laughs> did you get them both done by noon or did you not obey the... Uh, no, I, I got them done by noon. Because yeah. nice. uh, I knew, because uh, I still had the sister was still upstairs, so I, there was oh, another right. victim in wait. Absolutely. <laughs> but I thought I have to get it out before um, they regale her with tales of the old leaking toilet <laughs> prank. <laughs> Already gone into folklore in their house. But, you know, more soon... <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes. Yeah, so, so meanwhile, uh, over in a prankster's corner with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, Rachel, my girlfriend's sister, came downstairs, and mm. I said, uh, "Morning." <laughs> and she said, "What's the matter?" I said, uh, "Did you notice there's a bit of a gap on the forecourt?" She said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I said, uh, oh, "You know, my car got nicked last night." No. And, uh, no, it didn't. I'm, uh, no, no, it didn't. See, I'm so good. I'm so good. The cockerel knew that I was recreating the line, still fell for it. And she went, oh, no. And then, um, and then Kat started laughing. And, of course, the whole thing collapsed like a house of cards. Yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. you were angry that she ruined oh, the prank. Oh, I was absolutely livid. <laughs> it reminded me, my dad often used to say, if ever you commit a major crime, never tell anybody. He always mm. used to say that. Oh, lovely, thought, lovely life lesson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a child. He said, if ever you read the true crime books, they've always told somebody, they've always, you know, confided in that. Right, he's right. So if there's anyone mm. listening who's got a major crime in the offing... <laughs> yeah. My dad said, tell your lawyer everything, tell your accountant nothing. Did he? Right? Yes. Yeah, my dad would have said that if he'd known <laughs> what an accountant was. <laughs> it just, I'll tell you what I quite like, though. I, uh, I, I don't like... Uh, very much at all in my in my normal life. I've almost eradicated lies 
from my general, um, good for you. I would agree with that. I'd describe you as a very truthful soul. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, oh, it's a contract time again, is it? <laughs> 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 so, um, I, I, it's quite exciting. And I suppose there is part of me, it's an ego thing. I think I'm quite good at it and I do, I enjoy it because it's a bit of act, it's an acting job in many ways. <laughs> Your recreation of it was not amazing, but well, <laughs> that first moment of the coming down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you not happy with that? You didn't do it like that at the time, did well, you? Well, no. I mean, I've you know, I, I'm not complete. I have to do a, an hour of Alexander technique <laughs> beforehand. I <laughs> know <laughs> um, certainly what I used to do when I went to the supplementary benefit office. Mm. I had to get into character. <laughs> Um, I've been known to tell the odd porky, Frank. One of the worst ones I told was I'd split up with a boyfriend and I ran into a friend of his and I was a bit jealous because he'd met someone else and I hadn't and mm. I must have been about 20 and he said, oh, have you met anyone else then? And I said, yeah. He said, oh, so you're seeing someone? I said, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got a new boyfriend. He said, all right, what does he do? And I said, he's the manager of Suede. Why did I say <laughs> that? No, you see what you did. You, you nailed it to... Uh, you defined it to, to quite... Thingy I lied. I said I was going out with the manager of Swayze. See, if you'd have said I'm going out with a chemist, I mean, how, how could they check? No, but that? I wanted to sound glamorous. I wanted him yeah. to think he shouldn't have let me go. So I lied. Well, I suppose if he'd come back to you, you could have improvised and no. said, no, no, I said, I meant the manager of World of Swayze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Milton Keynes, you know. So, I mean, it's an enormous shop. It's quite a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I like yeah. that, though. I like this the specific nature of the lie there. Yeah, you you haven't gone, he's he's in Swede. No. It's like one step removed from being in Swede. He's the nearest to it without it being no, but checkable. It's too it's, no, but it is checkable, isn't it? Not in those days. They wouldn't have had the internet. How dare you? She was only 20. Emily was 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. When the messenger arrived every morning on horseback. <laughs> With the missive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the town crier. He was a mine of information. <laughs> yeah, but, and, but but did you enjoy the lie? The lie? The lie did actually come back to haunt me in oh, a no. terrible way when I went to a U2 concert a couple of years later and uh, someone said we were at this U2 concert in the VIP bit and someone said, oh, Suede are over there. And they oh, wanted to meet no. them. I said it was very awkward. It's it's too awkward. I can't go over. <laughs> I did. I styled it out. I got away with it. Yeah, oh, good I, for you. You had a good reason for not going out, and that was your mythical relationship with the <laughs> Had they been scotch guarded? <laughs> I like the idea that if Swade went out in bad weather, they'd have to be scotch guarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just going to bask on that for a little while. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'd like to talk about... Uh, are you familiar with the work of Chris Packham? Oh, God, I've worked with Chris Packham. I've worked with them C all. C-Pack? You've worked with C-Pack? <laughs> I've worked with, the, yeah, six-pack. <laughs> yeah, so C-Pack um, has been talking about foxes. Well, he's got himself into a bit of hot water. Oh, yeah, no, I read about this. Did you hear read what he said? He said he doesn't believe, and those were his exact words, in uh, urban fox attacks. No. He says, he actually says, as for attacks on humans, I'll be diplomatic. I don't believe it. Yeah, not that diplomatic, Chris. <laughs> I, I'd love to see him when he's being undiplomatic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, I mean, we've covered fox attacks on humans on this very programme, if you remember. A woman, remember that woman who said she was in bed or something and a fox yes. came in the bedroom? Yeah. And he... Really? And, I said, and I said it was my fantasy. <laughs> yeah. 
and he, right, we did it in our own ten and minutes. And at the time, word, I, th- I think we were a bit unsure, but Chris was absolutely <laughs> the sweeping generalisation. There are no fox attacks on human beings. Yeah, full I mean, stop. He knows about animals. He does. He's a straight shooter. He might be pack. right. You know, I, I also think their endorsement of online bingo is a <laughs> is a hollow sham. That's what I think. They might not even be interested in no, it. No, I think that does. But they're just doing it for the money. I should declare an interest here, because you know my love of fox. No, foxies. <laughs> yes. You know I love them. Yes. Especially in a purple waistcoat. i tell you what I liked about this was the idea that he just didn't believe in it. I yeah, thought that was a brilliant blank. statement to make. I don't believe in it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a kid. No, I, I think that there is some amazing about that. In the same way that I, I don't believe in Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a nice blend of sort of educated and bloke in pub. Like, no, I'm not having that. Yeah, I'm but he's, he's absolutely... He's a very 100% kind of a bloke, Chris Packham. He doesn't, he doesn't have sort of grey area thoughts. He's like one way or the other. Do you know what I'm not sure I believe in? You know, on the motorway where it says average speed camera, I think that is the modern version of the TV licence detector van. Yes. You know, they pretended yes. that they had a detector. The two blokes playing cards inside yeah. at a small <laughs> table. <laughs> I'm now convinced that they've just gone, people have stopped reacting to speed cameras. They break and then they speed back up again. Why don't we pretend that we can take an average and the law yes. drive you know, at 50? That, I think you might be right. I'm convinced of it. Because I, I ignore them anyway. Nobody I know has ever been done for an average speed. Watch this, the switchboard will blub up now with people going, I have, I've got this. Yeah. But, I'm convinced. Well, I haven't, and I, and I seldom do less than 95 <laughs> on the motorway. Oh, so, uh, make of that what you will. I don't believe in dust mites. Huh? <laughs> I just don't believe there's any such thing. It's rubbish. I thought that would have been a beautiful song. I don't believe in dust mites. <laughs> no, but they don't. Why don't we know anything about them? It's I dust. I don't They're believe like... in dust mites. <laughs> Little things in everything we see. It's a ball of dust. There's no. Per- they haven't got any personality or any distinguishing characteristics. No. That's not a creature in there. That's just dust. And if you don't have a microscope, you basically have to take their word for it. Exactly, you which I refuse to do. You know who you could give you the definitive answer on this? Chris Packham. He knows about the animals. He'd be all yeah, over does he, go, does he go that small, though? I don't know. Do you think it's like um, no job too small? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he's got a limit. I think he might go for, let's say, a no, vole. No, nothing below a vole. Oh, yeah, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> this far and no further. Bigger than a lion, smaller than a vole. D- uh, Daisy, our producer, had a good I don't believe in. Daisy doesn't believe that it ever gets warm in an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's right. Not, I, that's probably right, isn't it? Yes, of course. It's if right. you see him in an igloo, when I say um, I mean <laughs> I mean yeah. the Inuit. Very good, Frank. The Inuit, they um, they've still got their furs on often. That's not like yeah, they just yeah. they've just got you know. You're so right. You don't ever see footage of them saying to each other, you know, you're not going to feel the benefit of that when you go outside. <laughs> no, never. It's never that bit of documentary. If, if you see right. pictures of Inuits talking outside, and then pictures of Inuits sitting in an igloo talking. <laughs> The only difference is the igloo. <laughs> You're right, I Frank. sometimes think the igloo's just been painted in. Can I ask you something about Inuits? You may or may not know the answer. Probably not. Um, but do they have, like... You know, we talk about when we get home and we change into our Jimmy Jam sort of slobby, slobbing yeah. out gear. Do they have slobbing out Inuit gear? <laughs> It's too, cold. it's too cold in the igloo. <laughs> I'm going to put my to, uh, comfy put... furs on. These, <laughs> I mean. these ones are a bit no, sort they of don't. starchy. They Do they have the equivalent the of a tracksuit, which is like <laughs> an Inuit tracksuit? They get in the igloo and then they have to put another layer on. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's so absolutely freezing. And they're sitting there saying, why, how much longer are we going to keep up this ridiculous, hollow pretense <laughs> that this operates as some sort of warm, cosy home? I was once informed by a matron at school. She said... Um, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, doing I'm it. fighting the temptation. No, I'm not doing it. Carry on. I mean, people are shouting it at their radio. But let them, let them shout. <laughs> this was my matron. Yeah. And she said, when I said I had a headache and I was about 12, and she said, you're too young to get headaches, dear. <laughs> and do you know what? I think she had a point. So yeah. I don't believe that anyone under the age of about 18 is entitled to have a headache or gets he- a That's headache. That's a good point, yeah. They can't claim no stress or thing. caffeine, can they? We had a bit exactly. of a dispute on here once, because I don't believe in fainting. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't believe... I honestly don't. I think there's a moment where, where you think, shall I faint or shall I not faint? Yeah, go on. You, you do it. You actually... You ham it up a bit. It's like it's like DDA Drogba going down in the penalty area. Mm. In the end, it's your decision. I've <laughs> never fainted, and I never will. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So, um, uh, something happened to me. How's your week been? This oh, week, I- I'll tell you what happened. Um. As you may know, I announced on the show a few weeks ago that my uh, my beloved girlfriend, Kath, was pregnant. Well, time rolls on, of course. And this week, <laughs> as um, George Formby said, uh, I had to get up quickly in the middle of the night. And um, guess what? This comes to pass. Everybody. When a child is born. <laughs> yes, I am a father. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It's very, very exciting. It would and have I'm also not... been funny to play that and then go, no news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's uh, left me, I can't find <laughs> uh, Can I just say, I worried we all went a bit baritone there, including me. But it's OK. Totally. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's what... No one can get up there with Johnny Mathis. No. I've always said that. So, um, yes, so I'm not going to... In case anyone now is listening and doesn't have children and thinks, oh, God, he's going to go on and on about I'm I'm going to fight that urge. Mm-hmm. If I spoke about my son in detail, it would just uh, collapse into noises from me, like, oh... oh. So um, I'm not going to try and do that. But um, there are things I didn't know. I didn't know about the, the squeeze danger. No, I didn't know that when you hold a baby, there's a real temptation to go... And just basically just squeeze them till their eyes pop. No, oh, I did that. that. Was that wrong? That's no, a rule. You have to fight that. Mm. But um, no, it's it's brilliant. And uh, I sp- it- I should t- anything else you want to know? He was nine pounds. He's a decent size, Frank. That's a great size. Yeah. That's well, apparently um, David Badil's son, when told that, said, "Is that how much babies cost?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at the hospital we stayed at. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But, I don't um, like to brag, and I know it's not a competition, but I was nine pound ten. I do take a great deal of pride in it, which is mm. weird because I have no control over that. But for some reason, I often but find why, myself telling people my birth weight. Why do people always talk about the weight? I, I when I sent the text, sorry, you're right. asking me. Yes. Why do people always talk about the <laughs> no, weight? The baby thing. <laughs> when you send the text off, you've got to put the weight in. That's absolutely. We've had a congratulations text from six six zero. First one, first one in. Well Fantastic. done, six six zero. There's nothing like being congratulated by someone you only know as a number. <laughs> and also, it's, what- like, it's like working in communist <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Frank, one three one. I didn't know this. Oh. One three one. I have eleven weeks to go before my wife produces our daughter. Our daughter. We've got any names yet? We're thinking two seven eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's lovely. Well, it's. Um, 
it's all brilliant anyway, and uh, I it's very exciting. But I, I don't get the white thing. You would if I texted if I say if I was a single man and I'd met a woman last mm-hmm. night, I wouldn't text you and said met this gorgeous bird <laughs> last night in China white. I'd say um, I'd say seven stone eleven. Oh, hang on, one oh six. Incredibly happy for you, Frank. The sun is truly shining. See, mm. first pun of the, a congratulations pun. That's very very apt for this show. I think he looks a bit like you, Frank. Yeah, I can't work that out. I, aren't they supposed to look like the dad in case the dad runs off? Yeah. Yes, but your, your, mo- your mother-in-law said he looked like Graham Norton. <laughs> yeah, she said that to me. Someone's so. got questions <laughs> to answer. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident the father is not Graham Norton, <laughs> unless Kath got it well, off the toilet seat. If the tabloids get hold of this. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, to be cockholded by um, Graham Norton. Those of you who were shot by that should look up what cockholding means. It's not what you think. <laughs> um, I might even announce the name after this. I mean, you know, I'm going crazy now. Why not? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is the name that uh, I went for. Now, I know um, celebrity types get condemned for giving their babies unusual and thingy mm. names um he's called uh boz oh i love it b-u-double-z mm. and it uh, if you're my age you've obviously he's after boz aldrin the second man on the moon uh-huh. for you youngsters listening yes it's that puppet from toy story <laughs> <laughs> everyone's I, a winner but i'm thinking very much um boz aldrin second man on the moon i think that's a good thing to be named after this because let's face it uh, to infinity and beyond is quite a tough one to live up to yeah mm-hmm. and it's actually log- logically impossible I, d- I don't know if you're aware of that <laughs> yes <laughs> but um second man on the moon it means you know you don't always have to be first you yeah, don't always yeah. have to be ma- the main man. Also, Buzz is way cooler than Neil. Well, and that, he's way well, more interesting. Who mm-hmm. needs to be the first man if you've got the coolest name? Exactly. So and one of the reasons Neil was first is that he is fundamentally boring, isn't he? I mean, he was really boring, like dependably boring. Well, Boz was definitely interesting. He's a bit more interesting. <laughs> I interviewed Boz once, and he was wow. uh, he was brilliant. And when he walked on stage, I actually said to him, "Careful, there's just one small step." <laughs> 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 Uh, he took it very well, I must oh, say. Good for him. So his second name is Cody, uh-huh. as in um, Buffalo Bill Cody, the greatest showman of all time. So I've worked out his career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I looked at him. I don't know if many dads do this, but I looked at him, um, uh, and, you know, you're supposed to say, oh, he's so blah, blah. And I said, oh, God, he's going to he's gonna be so funny when he grows <laughs> I said, he's so thin. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I, I must say? He's got a very shapely leg. Oh my, he's got glamour modelling. We should, are we, are we overdoing this though? Are people no. being sick at home? No, We've had a lot of texts in, actually. We, Nugget has said, uh, congratulations on the safe arrival of Master Radio. Oh, I <laughs> love that. Mm. I love that. Um, this is what I'm going to play. If ever I should mention him again, I thought, when I say that his name is Boz. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> if I was him, I'd get that on a little speaker. And every time he enters a room. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that, uh, Master Radio. That's 194 really cool. has texted, congratulations, enjoy the sleepless nights and the green poop. Um, Thanks very much. Oh, no, that was to me, actually. Oh, really? uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot on in the next few weeks. <laughs> some big nights planned. <laughs> yeah. I think I already went through that in the 80s, <laughs> on my own. Thanks. There's a lot of people with sage advice. Uh, who's, oh, yeah, 
Well done, Frank. Just watch out for the fountain when you change the nappies. I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's thirsty work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Frank seven six two says congrats. Also, you won the race with Chris Evans' wife. I don't know if you know, but when you're having a baby, um, you go to a thing called the NCT group, or a lot of people do, and you sort of mm. learn about labour and all that. I don't mean as in um, Ed Miliband <laughs> and stuff. That would be that would be a tedious night out. But anyway. Um, you learn about all this. And so there's a group of us, there's seven that was all in it together. And we were, we were due to have the baby first. And then there was one premature one. and what, So we, were, we actually came in third. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to come in any later than third because we were talking about it the other night. There's already two born. And it get, it's a bit like the Chilean minus. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really it's excited at first. <laughs> the sixth or seventh one won't even get a card. <laughs> I think it's the way it's going. So I'm, I'm just glad he's out and he's well and he's mother is out. The and NCT, you're on the podium at least. And yeah. the great thing about yeah, great thing about maternity hospitals is that everybody is incredibly used to maternity. Whereas obviously, when you're in as an individual, especially for your first one, it, it's a massively life changing thing. And Kath was already in uh, mighty labour when we arrived. We had the exciting five o'clock drive across London with me um, very worried about her and slightly worried about the upholstery. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we got in, we got in this lift and the bloke was there, like the porter bloke, and she's squatting on the floor next to me going... And he said to me, um, so what do you think about Roy Hodgson? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, life. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Yes, um, I've been um, listening to Dracula. Oh, dear. Not, not reading Dracula, I've been listening to Dracula. What, you've been hanging out with him? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's living next door, and I've got a glass up the, up the wall. Mm. No, I've been... Uh, I, I, many of you will know, probably four of you, mm. that um, yesterday, Friday the 20th of April, obviously it was Hitler's birthday, but it was also the centenary of the death of Bram Stoker, right. who, who wrote Dracula. So I thought, I, I like to acknowledge a literary anniversary, so I thought, well, I'll listen to the audiobook of Dracula this week. You know, I've never actually realised I've never read Dracula. Can you believe it? It wasn't a big deal, the, uh, the, the centenary. Yeah, you well, consider Charles Dickens. No, funny that. It's Charles Ask Dickens everywhere. Exactly. Is Charles I, Dickens a more important literary figure than Bram Stoker? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I think Charles based Dickens, on output alone. As Charles Dickens... Oh, we ever, started on the Dickens rant. <laughs> Hate a Dickens rant. This, this is how you measure, I think, fame. Has mm. Charles Dickens ever had one of his characters <laughs> transformed into a doc and given its own cartoon show? <laughs> no. Whereas Count Docula... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But he's a one-trick pony, I would argue. Yes. Who? Bram Stoker. Yeah, but yeah. you know, there's no there's no cartoon called Charles Dockins. <laughs> Not yet. No. There's no um Mallard Times. <laughs> Good friend. Anyway, one thing I, I, I went listening to Dracula in its original form, because I've seen I've seen the films. Anyway, it turns out in the book mm. that, that um He's got a tash, Dracula. I don't think of him with a tash at all. I think of him with what like a widow's peak quite a drawn but handsome young man he's an old sort of geezer mm-hmm. with a white long white tash and long white hair oh so it's not he's not the david williams vibe no it shouldn't have been gary Ullman. it should have been hulk hogan <laughs> 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 they missed it uh, what an opportunity that was frank mm. this is what i'm going to call one of your mayor culpa moments oh no 
I'm afraid... Um, have I erred? You have erred. You said earlier, or would you like to remind the listeners what you said, Reed Dickens well, v I'd, Bram Stoker? Yeah, well, I said Bram Stoker had had a, a cartoon character made into a... Uh, well, made into a... Oh, I can't even... I can't say it again, because <laughs> now I know it's wrong. I can't... A literary <laughs> character made, <laughs> made into, into a yeah, He made his character. His character was made into a doc in a cartoon series. And, yeah. and I said Dickens can't. Uh, can't say that. Au contraire. Yeah, I was so wrong. Because as probably I'd say about 40 at least of our listeners <laughs> have said, oh, including I'd, I'd 019, Dickens has had a cartoon duck character, Scrooge McDuck, a relative of Donald. You know what? I even remember Scrooge McDuck now. I, I, I mean, I've, I've never been so... I'm shamed up, as we used to <laughs> say at school. I apologise to Charles Dickens. He is an equal literary figure to Bram <laughs> Stoker based on his duck cartoon. <laughs> Scenario. I did think you were leading with your chin a bit there. I was worried. Yeah. I don't. I, you know, I've only ever read one Dickens book. Really? Yeah. Which one? You're going to come out of the pun, aren't you? No, I'm not. Okay. It, it was. It was uh, Pickwick Papers. Okay. Lovely. It was, and I I sat on on the. I had a very old uh, copy of it that I'd bought from a second-hand bookshop, falling mm. apart. And I read it on the train, I remember, and I was really laughing. It's a very properly funny book, not, oh, I'm going to laugh because it's Dickens. It's properly funny stuff in it. Mm. The thing is that the copy I had looked a lot like a Bible. <laughs> so I think people thought I was reading the Bible absolutely <laughs> cracking up. I did. Oh, what? What, the sea just opened? Yeah, right. But it's made me think about a lot of things. For example, I'm thinking I might get a cloak. What? Why not? Why not? Get well, a look. Why not? I can think of a few reasons. <laughs> no, it will look awful. I don't know. What, will it, will, would it look awful? I don't know why the cloak has gone out of uh, fashion for people. I love how you think of Frank, how like. would you wear one like a velvet cloak? It needn't be velvet. <laughs> no, not I find velvet. Don't you find velvet tends to uh, collect the lint? Yeah. <laughs> You could get a velvet cloak so what, and a lint roller, though. Oh, mm. no, but uh, it's quite hard to go over a cloak. I think. Um, I haven't got time to be rolling you down every morning. No, not with a cloak. I'd have to stand with it fully extended, like... Um, like, <laughs> like, like, like Count Docula. <laughs> like Count Docula, for you to go over it. Or Condor Man. Yeah, it wouldn't Hang, be, yeah. Unless I, I kept please it Please don't a, get a cloak. <laughs> unless I could... I beseech you. Please, I could line I the wardrobe. You. When did this with, get medieval? <laughs> that's what I said to the uh, to Prince Charles, and I asked him not to look up comments on YouTube. I beseech you, sire. The nice thing about a cloak... Yashmak? I, uh, don't you... I'm finding it harder and harder now. Um, what I call sleeve search. You know when you put a coat on, you're going, you're going backwards. For oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People, um, I find now, come up and help me <laughs> <laughs> when I'm putting a coat on. It must be lovely to just uh, tie it at the neck and you're dressed. <laughs> and warm and... And also... It's not warm, it's gaping open. No, but they look... I think they are quite warm. Oh, don't get Velcro tied in it as well. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I think the uh, Dracula looks proper snug. <laughs> Frank, what <laughs> footwear would you wear with the cloak? This can no, I'd, just, I'd wear my ordinary... Trainers, trainers with the cloak. I'd wear my ordinary... Cl- no, I'm on about formal. reclaiming the cloak as an ordinary form of... You know, <laughs> that you don't have to go to the opera or be a superhero or Elvis. You can just wear it instead of a, an, an overcoat. Yeah. You could have a lightweight one for the summer if you don't want to get your shoulders burnt. Very attractive. <laughs> uh, see, you, you work in fashion, but in fact you're very narrow-minded. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 
worst thing I think is possible to talk about is when someone tells you a dream that they've had. Oh, I hate that. I would put it right up there with when someone uh, tells you about a new American drama they've discovered on the telly. Yeah. Yes. You know when people do Oh, that. when they quote from it as well. Yeah, they say, oh, mm-hmm. oh have you seen um, Breakneck? <laughs> Breakneck. No, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, it's made by the people who met, met the West. Oh, man. It's, and as soon as they got to it, all I hear, all I hear is... <laughs> I can see their mouth moving. <laughs> Occasionally I'll tune back in for... I'll tell you who's in it. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> in this one episode, that... I, just, I, don't, I don't care. Don't tell me about it. I totally agree, Frank. I don't like American dramas, anyway. The really? Wire, The West Wing, The Sopranos, they're all rubbish. Yeah, you're, Hi. you're wrong in I a way. I agree with Andrew you on The Lacks. Sopranos. You know my feelings on no, that. No, you're wrong in a way. No, Sopranos no. is the worst no, piece of television rubbish. ever I made. I don't... Why are Awful. they even on? Take yeah. them away. Take them away. Look, you've had your, you know... You've had your mumble dialogue. Now go away. <laughs> I thought they spoke quite clearly in Breakneck. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Breakneck's one of the best. <laughs> uh, it's not as good as Brassneck. It used to be in the dandy. Mm. <laughs> but so, anyway... So, so I, what's worse than that, I'm the gonna dreams? Go, I'm, I'm going to tell you about a dream I oh, had. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, only because I've always, um, I've always quite fancied myself as a Freudian. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think I'm quite good at interpreting dreams. I'll have oh, a dream yeah. and I'll lie in bed and think, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and see what that means. And, of course, that symbolises uh, yeah. work and mm-hmm. that symbolises well, it. Uh, yeah. OK. You say you're Freudian, let's slip into it. OK. <laughs> oh, um, little I joke there. You missed it. You missed joke. it, didn't you? You missed it. 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 It, was, it, was, it was excellent. I enjoyed it. No, I got it. I, I didn't get it, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Freudian slip? Yes. Yeah, I'll get it now. Tell you. Perhaps. Now you've uh, now you've put the angle poise on it. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Oh, Jimmy Carr's on the news. It's been a brilliant publicity <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, do, you know the, the, the whole theory that no publicity is, is bad publicity. Yeah. yeah, based on that theory, it's been a great oh, week for it Jimmy. Is, yeah, <laughs> oh, my God, I might, if I say if I killed Fern Cotton with a milk bottle. <laughs> Would that? Oh um, my god! You know, I, I could top him. Do you think? Yeah, by next week he'd be <laughs> sick. I bet he'd be sick. I'd get the headlines tomorrow, and he'd just be he'd be gutted. Yeah. Frank, you and Alan are looking very prison break this morning. <laughs> I feel like a curious cellmate. Yeah, we've got a bit too much. There's too much denim. What's going around. on with the denims? Yeah, well, I've gone denim jacket, but not denim trouser. And I've gone double denim, but I did have a tweed jacket over it, so I look quite 70s in a but weird you've way. Gone, you uh, you've gone denim shirt, yeah. which is uh, Top Gear presenter relaxing. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. I'm not no, having I'm, that. It is. It's the sort of thing, if ever you saw a teacher in a pub... I agree. ...they had a denim well, shirt Well, Frank, on. at least you've kept it pure. It's a bit more, I've been working on the railroad. Exactly. <laughs> All together now, I've been... You, know that, you need a hammer. I've been... We've not got a hammer and some sort of metallic surface we can do that sound with no i like this though not many programs start on the radio with a discussion of what they're wearing it's like it's we actually really... a, a critique it's a critique yes. rather than a discussion oh okay so frank um how is buzz um buzz is still um still slightly underweight lovely my baby yeah they, you know they, i am starting to think they look better <laughs> so i've seen a few fat babies just lately and i thought that okay there's healthy and there's fat yeah 
Yeah, they look better, I think. He's got a lovely leg. I tell you what, I, you I know, told you about those legs. Just the way he wears a nappy, you know, it's, it's, he's like a wrapper. It's halfway down his bottom because he's so thin, you know. And Very I'm thinking, on trend. That looks, looks cool. The, clo- <laughs> the clothes hang better on him. Yeah, I think I might bring out um, the newborn diet, a new book, oh. in which you put them on. You know, just water the water the breast milk down a bit. <laughs> now he's 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 well. I think it's what they call a banana baby. Really? Oh, what does ba- that mean? Some babies are long and thin. That's how, that's oh, what they're like. Oh. I mean, he's my child. He's liable. To, he's not going to be like a cannonball, is he? No, no. I don't think so. Thanks for backing me up on that, guys. <laughs> I must no, tell we, you. We know he's uh, your child. Then not that I'm saying that was ever up for <laughs> debate. By the way, oh, anyone boy. who's listening, I'm I'm not. Don't think that I'm condemning Jimmy Carr or judgy not for us, you know. I have to admit, I'm still signing on. <laughs> absolute, absolute, Ab- absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hi, we've had some texts and emails in already. That's good. From our listeners. Because when it's snowy, sometimes science, you can forget there's anything other than, you know, t- your tucked away warmness. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's, it's quite lengthy. Uh, hi, Frank We've Allen. We've got three hours. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> hi, Frank Allen something? and the Divine Miss M. Been away and just caught up on podcasts. Read dreams about Frank. <laughs> I like read dreams about Frank. I had the strangest dream the other day. Me and my good lady had gone for a country stroll. Whilst walking back, I bumped into Frank and his partner. The first thing that struck me was Frank had a walking stick with a horse's head handle. <laughs> and oh, also be Godfather. Trousers like tucked into his socks. Countryside, that's what happens, yeah. isn't it? We were chatting, pretty standard, nondescript chat. Hold on. <laughs> I, I wonder if you'd have I a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Frank began shaking and then started what I could only describe as Tasmanian devil style spinning around a picnic table. Frank's girlfriend then said he had a condition called civilianitis. Where if he spoke for too long to civilians, he morphed into the cartoon devil and became uncontrollable. I then awoke. <laughs> That so really happened. How has this got out? <laughs> <laughs> and then right. I've uh, I've received a night's move here. It says, yes. "P.S. As Emily sounds too high maintenance, How would dare Alan you? like a slap up lunch at the railway pub, Murfield? He would. Followed by a town match. As long Martin as you're paying, you would. You'll go, you'll do that, wouldn't you? I would do that. Yeah. I think you need you'll need to put down in writing. Um, the fact that you're paying for both <laughs> I I'm don't, not, I don't I'm think not happy with being painted as so stingy. Otherwise, he will be a, a total no-show. If <laughs> well, you're not no, paying, but, uh, what he it's gonna be, He will turn up, but he'll yes. be anxious in case yes. there's a bit of a... Uh, yeah, yeah. OK, well, uh, you, owe me, you owe me 34 quid. Uh, and then... <laughs> took the edge off my pub if, if you want Alan to come along, you really you need a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly says that, it, that you'll Fine. be paying. Absolutely. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank? Yes? Gordon has texted in. Hi, guys. Brilliant. One of the most refreshing aspects of your wonderful radio show is your honesty and openness. I've told you. I've won't have praise on this Uh-oh. show. Uh, my question is, have any of you ever had any dealings with the police? A policeman actually said to me, unironically, I eat people like you for breakfast. <laughs> Who would have thought that people said that outside of a bad cop show, but a copper yes. honestly said it to me. Did I tell you that story about when I, um, I drove, I hit a police van? No. I was Have dry- you told anybody this story yet? Because <laughs> yeah, this dry- is concerning me. It wasn't part, there was police in it. <laughs> Can I say your manager's just pulled his chair up? <laughs> I was driving, uh, yeah, he's, I was driving up the, uh, let's face it, 
there are worse things to, to confess to in the current climate. <laughs> I was um, I was driving up the road and I was waiting for this police van to pull into. You know, you know when you see a car coming as a line of traffic, you think, well, obviously he's going to pull into that gap, otherwise I'm going to have to back up fifty yards. Yeah. Mm. The police van kept coming, and I thought to myself, I can get through that gap, fine, <laughs> and um, oh, I couldn't. <laughs> so um, I I just. Um, it wasn't really a scrape. It was more like the black robber from my bumper I left down the side of the police van. But what mm. I um, then decided, my next decision was, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my foot down and thought, you know, they'll never, they'll never catch me. They'll never take me alive. So I turned a couple of corners and then the police van came out and, and blocked the road. Fine, you're like one of up. those characters on Lights, Camera, Action. I know, yeah. These wow. things are. And then the copper got out and I thought, am I in massive trouble? And uh, he said, oh, man, I love fantasy football. And let me off. Oh. Let that be a lesson to everyone there. Yeah, so um, don't come crying to me with your police stories. <laughs> Get on telly. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, Frank, I'm interested to hear your views on this scrap of paper that has been under a great deal of scrutiny this week. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it your birth certificate? Okay. <laughs> no, but it dates from a similar time. Well, it's from the 2nd century AD, that's the key thing. So, so around uh, the Triffids time. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, but apparently this paper suggests that Mary Magdalene, now she was the naughty one, wasn't she? Bit of a naughty lady. Well, that's the theory. Yeah. She may have been married to Jesus because on this on this piece oh, this of papyrus, is, this is brown again, isn't it? Isn't, that's it? That's in the Da Vinci Code, isn't but it? Jesus refers to her as my wife. Is <laughs> what I've in a <laughs> Northern <laughs> Club comic way. He says, "Take my wife." In the midst of uh, yeah, the sermon on the mount. Anyway, take my wife, please. <laughs> well, in fact, in the same thing, he fishes also- anyone. <laughs> Yeah. He also refers to my mother, and I think in law might have just come off, because I suspect, oh. it, yeah, he would have, as part of his material. But what do you think of this? Seri- seriously, though? Seriously, what seriously, do I think? Um, well, um, oh. well, I don't think it really... I mean, I would like to have been at that wedding. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Imagine when you went in, the usher said, uh, a bride's family on the left, groom's family everywhere. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I- oh. I wouldn't have minded going, because I bet there would have been loads of wine. <laughs> well, initially, but if there's any trouble, it would all become water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could reverse if he had to. Or could he do the reverse? Oh, oh God, God yeah. knew that. Oh, he had a reverse gear. Or it could he have could been do the it reception. All. He could do Vulcan death grit. <laughs> like, they could have had a reception and just loads of flatbread and, like, fizzy wine that wasn't quite right. And him going, no, I've not been practising anything. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> if they find it uh, authentic, mm. will... Mary Magdalene's descendant be able to claim half the universe. <laughs> oh yeah! In the settlement, unless there was a prenup. Yeah, she was the oh, first, uh, the first pedicurist, is what I like to call her. Was she? Yeah, the feet washing. Yeah, they oh, don't yeah. even know if that was her. Was it not? And there's this thing about her being a uh, <clears throat> a bit string fellows. A prostitute. Prostitute. <laughs> Isn't that, there's nothing, no evidence for that at all in the... the lady uh, of the night. Is yeah, that she worked. Church I, wedding, do you think? Oh, lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rather than just pop down the registry office yeah, exactly. and get it See, over I mean, you know, you've got, to, you've got to support the family business a bit. Exactly. It does sort of back up the theory that he was a celibate. And right. that he... Uh, <laughs> and that he very happily went to crucifixion. <laughs> 
Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. A big Olympic welcome to you. Morning, I was just wondering what we were going to talk about. I got to Ghana. I thought bedtime. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've managed to oh. Ghana. Well, it's no disrespect to Ghana. I just thought it's only G. My, my general view, there is yep. a place in the West Midlands called the Black Country Museum. Uh-huh. <laughs> where you go and you learn a little bit about local heritage and there's some people walking around in sort mm-hmm. of knocked up 19th century outfits and yep. stuff. And it's, a, it's an interesting place if you're interested, but you wouldn't want to be there. No man ever wished it longer, as uh, Samuel Johnson said of uh, Milton's Paradise Lost. Mm. <laughs> and I thought, uh, generally speaking, it, mm. was, it was a bit uh, local history museum. Bradley Wiggins came out, and then Kenneth Branagh came out as his and Bart Brunel, and I thought, is, is this going to be the Sideburns Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> what about when they started doing all, all dancing as well, the men in the Victorian frock coats? That was a bit alarming. They started doing rave moves. I thought, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I've got nothing against his and Bart Brunel at all, but I thought it was a little bit his and Bart Brunel heavy, the opening ceremony. Did right. you? Yeah. I just I like the, the fact that we're clarifying that on Absolute Radio that you've got nothing <laughs> against Isambard Brunel. No, I mean he's a, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a man of a great stature. Obviously, well, we we all would be in one of those hats. <laughs> well, know. Frank Paul Jakubowski has tweeted us. Uh, nice to see one of Frank's favourites, the often mentioned Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Do yeah, I mention him a lot? Maybe I do. I like he's an iron he's almost a friend of the show. Did they call him Izzy? His friends? Do you think? <laughs> like an Izzy Sutty? Did they call him Izzy? Izzy Brunel's coming over. Because if he'd have been called Izzy Sutty, it would have been particularly apt during the Industrial yes. Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy Sutty, of course he is. Generally speaking, I didn't enjoy it. I'm going to be straight. Oh, really? Oh, oh no. Frank. I thought it was like a school play. Oh. No, Frank. I'm, I'm sorry. But because I liked work. that it wasn't What about much... the pop music bit with the texting and all that? No, that and was the a terrible bit... dancing. That oh, was a I bit don't. Teenagers in Littlewoods ad. I, I thought agree. It was, a, it was a bit Danny <laughs> thinking we need another ten minutes here. Let's just jump about to some 70s hits like a, like a school just disco. just 70s? Dizzy Rascal came you, out and oh, did a bit. Mr Rascal? Dizzy. Oh, couldn't cope with any of that. The, I um, suppose you preferred Mike Oldfield in his satin suit on his own. There's an old show business saying, don't let a heterosexual do a dance routine. And that's it. <laughs> so it felt like it had been done by a heterosexual. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I have to say, I don't know how I filled my time before the Olympics. Oh, it's glorious. I don't it? watch anything. I haven't watched another television programme. Mm. There's no need. He's got it all, Frank. The only time I flick channels is when um, someone like Gary Lineker says, we're going over to BBC Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm chasing the BBC dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Claire Baldwin wouldn't mind me calling her that. <laughs> but it's, um, did you, did you cry last night when Rebecca didn't? When she didn't win? Yeah. Oh, I, I felt for her. It was emotional, wasn't it? There was a great thing she said after her first one. She said, uh, she said swimming, she said it's a very, very difficult sport to meddle at. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. And I thought use of the word meddle as, yes. a, as a verb yes. I like a lot. And also, um... You know, people... She's had a lot of stick from comedians, but I salute her this morning for her clever use of ambiguity. Yeah. Because to meddle, but also, to, you know, meddle. it's not a sport you want to just meddle in, you need to give it... Mm. Loving her. I've been so impressed by so many people this week. And uh, Victoria Pendleton, I only recently learned to ride... Oh, I haven't really learned. I'm learning to ride a bike, I would say. Really? So I watched Victoria Pendleton. What and did you do in your youth if you didn't swim and ride bikes? 
Heroin. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, you, you'd think I'd be a good swimmer. <laughs> I watched that and I thought, the fast stuff, I thought, that was quite impressive. Cycling very fast and coming first. But when she then cycled with her hands in the air, I thought that's the most brilliant thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. I'll have, have another medal for that, <laughs> just for that. Didn't, didn't wobble or anything. I'm watching sports I didn't know existed. I'm watching archery and stuff like that, but... You knew archery existed. I knew it existed, but only in Robin Hood films. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should do in the final, the, the, the silver medal. I, I have to put clan hat on when I'm watching <laughs> the archery. This is Frank Skinner. When you're uh, when your allotment's getting a bit overgrown and it's clear that you've lost interest in it, is it like when uh, you're in a car? You know, when you sit in a car and mm-hmm. then someone who thinks, oh, they're, they're obviously leaving, comes and pulls up and waits for you to pull out. Is, are there people hanging around waiting for your allotment to well, come up? I suppose, up? yeah, not, um, not in their physical being, but they're on a list and they've been on it for three years. That's, That's why you get a tremendous. telling off. You've met someone very happy. Let's look at it that way as a positive thing. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. It's not that we've given it up, it's that they've got it. Enid! Enid! <laughs> There's letter from allotment people. Come, come, come quickly. Bring, gather the children. Yeah. I feel it better so will be a letter now. as well. They oh, won't have email. It, no, Enid's got no email. No, they phone you. They phone you. Oh, they, they phone you. Guy they phones. phone you on the home phone, I bet, as well. Exactly that. I bet they oh, do. Oh, we were on startled. The I bet they do. Phoned on the landline. I you know what? I think I'm. Hello? Dudley2908? You know that? What? I, I think I've got a landline somewhere in the front. <laughs> you, think, you think you've got a landline? I, I think I put it in a cupboard, but it's still plugged in. It's probably in the cupboard with all the other stuff that you've not used for a while. Have yeah. you got stuff you've given up on? I know you've you had a hula hoop and that's gone. Oh well, it's still there, but I haven't I haven't hooped. But, for but a also while. there was the great row of New Year's Eve 2010, yeah, I believe. I never really got back. I tell you what, I have given I have given up on. Um, I I think I've accepted the fact I will never be in Doctor Who. Have you? I got I my manager. Why would you want to? I'm going to fess up to this. I got my manager Awful. to phone up the Doctor Who people <laughs> when I heard this series you was being filmed. Shut up. And oh, I said, great. look, I'm happy to be in a monster outfit. I'll just walk by in the background. I just want to be able you to did say. It. Been, oh, yeah. my God, this is a humiliating thing. Regional <laughs> sci-fi? That's what you want to be in? You're one of the comic greats. I think it is national. You are one of the comic greats, and you are aspiring can towards you, regional sci-fi. Can you sci-fi. take that, Tim, you are one of the comic greats, and, and put it out on the trailer? Frank, yeah. I don't want you being in that. It's bad for your brand. We'll discuss it in the break. But if, if I'm dressed as a, as a Cyberman, who's going to know? No, and it's the kind of actors in it are all people in the Gold Blend advert. I won't have you doing that. <laughs> that's not... I don't, it's that's true. Fair, it's true. I don't like Doctor Who. Sorry, but Did I they don't. say no, though? Did they say... Well, he never, he never mentioned it again, so I take, <laughs> it, I take it was he couldn't break it to me. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I would have happily just been, you know, man playing darts back a Rover's return while Ken Barlow talks to someone. <laughs> Maybe not Ken Barlow. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I was... speak anymore. I was, it's I was not, so I've given up now. I'll never be in Doctor Who. Oh. oh, Frank. Well, I can't say I'm sad for you. Okay. I think it's a narrow escape. But um, it's, it's, it's as sad as the allotment, but in a different way, I think yeah, you'll yeah. agree. <laughs> well, what you need to do is do the same as you've just said I should do. Rather than you think of it that you're not on Doctor Who, just think that an actor is getting a role. Yeah, but is there, though? Or is there just an empty chair in behind, <laughs> behind Doctor Who that I would have been in? That's, that's what gets me. Oh, you might have done an accent as well. 
I think you would have done. But then if you've had a monster mask, you wouldn't have had a speaking part. Well, I would, because I would have said, We'll destroy you if you ever return to the Spanish palace. I would cast you based on that. Well, there you go. I think that was wonderful. That's, uh, you know, they don't know what they... And scene. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what they say? Oh, I didn't know that you and your your acting experience. (laughs) Maybe you should try for it. I'd love it. I'm available. Alan... Tickets still available. Cochrane <laughs> yeah. is available. Like a little bit of mascara, you could be. Uh, <laughs> you could be Davros. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, what I think is, I was in the chair for two hours at the dentist, and mm. I think you should, there should be some sort of in-flight entertainment, right? Well, didn't you have any? Well, no. Well, my dentist always gives me sex in the city box. They're all God, sorts. I'm, I wonder where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it doesn't... You yes. know, there's, there's a screen in there. There's a screen. No. Yes. What, can you, you see can it? You can keep what saying about no, I'm going to keep saying yes. <laughs> it happens. But the big light's in the way, isn't it? Well, it depends what procedures you're having. This is the I dentist. I don't know where to look. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, if I'd thought, I would have gone for my audio. Mm. Oh, you could but, have taken a Dracula or... Yeah, exactly. I knew that's finished now, isn't it? I listened to the talking book you gave me the other day, the um, War of the Worlds. How was it? It was great. Really bit, bit frightening? Yeah, bit frightening. Well, that's what you want from but, War of the Worlds. But I knew that it was going to be frightening, so it was frightening in a good way. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. 50 years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, <laughs> I went to my accountants yesterday. Bit frightening? How was that? <laughs> no, it was all right. Um... <laughs> I walked past the Jimmy Carr shrine <laughs> in the corner. Now, the, in the waiting room there... You know, you go in the waiting wait- room in the accountant. Oh, I know yeah. what you mean. You know, when you go in the waiting room anywhere, you might get, you know, Reader's Digest or yeah. something like that. Uh, uh, and that, Geo? There's, a, there's an iPad mm-hmm. in my accountants. Uh, you, can, uh, you can... With games. Games loaded. No way. Yeah. So I had ten minutes with Angry Bird before I went into the... <laughs> yeah. Angry Bird, like yeah. a friend of yours. Yeah. No, um, what happens is I Skyped Kath. That's what I meant. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, can I start, before we go any further, by saying I was shocked, horrified and upset by the topless paper, the topless photographs. I think. Oh, yeah. I think it's disgusting. Yeah. I'm talking, of course, about the new Cliff Richard calendar. <laughs> <laughs> which is previewed in the, in the papers this morning. Um, oh, lovely. How old, is, how old is Cliff? 72. I'll 72. tell you... Well, he says, I'm making 70 the new 50. Yeah. If I was 72, I think I'd be bringing my calendars out a month at a time. <laughs> <laughs> like the game-by-game yeah. game contract that players prone to injury sometimes yeah. take up. I think he looks smoking hot. He's, yeah. he, he's, got, um, he's got good abs. He's, I mean, he's got a much better body than I have. Let me make that absolutely clear. The face... The face, I could... You know, I don't know if I'd swap for the face, but the... You've got, you've got a better face... Yeah, the like face the, uh, looks... It seems to be the same face on every picture. So I'm thinking he maybe had one when he thinks, yeah, I only look about 70 on that. <laughs> we'll use that and just move it about a bit. But or he, it's uh, lots of uh, dishy younger men wearing those face masks that you see sometimes. For oh, yeah. matches. Oh, God, what if it was that? I'm, I'll look, I'm just looking <laughs> oh. for elastic. <laughs> right. I can I just say, I'm not sure about a gold trouser in a Caribbean location, though. No. Well, I think that's good. It's I think it, ref- it reflects the sunlight <laughs> and, uh, and keeps everything cool downstairs. Mm-hmm. 
I like the one where he's on the jet ski. It's got a touch of the uh, Vladimir Putin <laughs> about it. You know? <laughs> you know, when he catches fish or goes scuba diving or something. Yeah, Mussolini used to do that. Right. Any photograph, um, Mussolini, photo opportunity, he'd take his shirt off. And uh, really? Putin is taking exactly the same thing. So it's Mussolini, Putin and Cliff Richard. Yeah, the or, big three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that um, That'd be a great pub quiz question. What have they got in common? <laughs> he does look amazing. He does. He yeah. does. And do you know, slim. Very slim. he says he in the accompanying interview, not. which I think is almost Pulitzer Prize winning, yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff they've got out of him. He, it's on the long list. Certainly. Yeah. Cliff says, I'm never going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I can't oh, no, argue it, with that. No, I think uh, he, he doesn't believe in... Uh, in coming back, Cliff. No. No, it's not, it's not a Buddhist. But guess what? <laughs> this doesn't happen by chance, these abs. He says, when I know my calendar is coming up, yeah. <laughs> I go to the gym for about three months before every other day. So let that be a lesson to you boys. I can do that in three months. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and they can make your hair that colour as well. Of course, if ever there was a man who uh, doesn't need love handles, it's Cliff Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying neither love nor being handled in any way. No, he's just, it's, that's a nice friend that he lives with. Well, you know, <laughs> I think he's Is a it lot. they're friends? I know, does he live with anyone? I yes, thought, he does. I, I thought he just lived with his record collection. No, he's, I met Cliff, he was, um, he's he was got a, a nice fellow. He calls him his property manager. Yeah. There we go. I like, I love a, an elaborate euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant. Of course, I mean, he's a very low-profile character in the old days. To finish a gig, he wouldn't be off with, you know, he wouldn't be around with fans and all mm. that. And he was off with his property manager. He just used to slip into the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else is going on today? Well, well what about Kate? Yeah. We should talk about Kate, shouldn't we? We should, really. Let's call her our princess of hearts. Shall we? Yeah. You could start some at there. Yeah, that'd be good, I think. I, um... What did you think? What did you think, Em? You're a lady. Do, what can I say? Do you think it's it's bad? Or? Oh, I think it's disgraceful. But I do think... I was surprised she was what I call a, a roof-down girl. I didn't think she'd be that kind of girl. Well, I think, you know, one has to sacrifice many things when you become a member of the royal yeah. family. And I, I thought mm -hmm. one of them might be topless sunbathing. Yes, I think you could be right. Because what you get back is not bad. Someone said to me, topless sunbathing, <laughs> but here's a palace and you never have to work again. <laughs> I know where I'd opt. Actually, I'd, I'd work. Obviously, I'd still come here. But yeah. I wouldn't come here topless like I normally do. You could walk it, though, from the palace. No, I'd come by... Uh, I'd love to arrive with one of them golden coaches outside, oh, four yeah, horses on a Saturday morning. <laughs> oh. be, because you'd be sitting in and you'd be... Oh, here, come, here comes Frank. Oh, be, and then it'd be Shep pulling it. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid Shep is no longer with us. I know. Wish you hadn't brought that up. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Well, I have a question for you. Um, okay, I love a quiz. I mean, you've, uh, no, it's not a quiz question. Uh, you've no. espoused some excellent views off air today on uh, modern parenthood. Mm. Um, I wondered if, uh, if you were going to bring Buzz up with particular rules, because it says in the paper this week that Gwyneth Paltrow uh -huh. only lets her children watch TV cartoons in French and Spanish. Magnifique. She wants them to. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, she wants them to. Uh, I heard that, in the, I heard that at the ambassador's house in Ferrer Rocher. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the things about Gwyneth Paltrow is her first child was called Apple. Yeah, 
And I bet you the cores were absolutely upset that they missed out on that one. <laughs> oh, Frank, you're right. Really? God, they must have been sickened. And um, John Peel as well. I bet he thought, oh, why didn't I? I Le- think it's a good Le- idea. Lee Mack. Lee Mack thought, oh, Apple, that would have been... <laughs> Apple Mac. <laughs> very good, very good. I like the way that Alan has to say them out loud to get them. <laughs> that, was, it was, that last one, I really had to. <laughs> good on you. Lovely work, though. It did. It was, it was, it was a Steve Jobs moment, that one, wasn't it? I nearly mm. topped my jumper into my jeans mm. just for a second. <laughs> I think it's a very good idea, though. I like it. It's she education gets... by stealth, which I approve of. Yes, that's Always very by good. stealth. Yeah. And it saves on the old Rosetta Stone, which is quite pricey these days. <laughs> it is, yeah. Exactly, they're probably struggling a bit for a few quid, aren't they? I used to Queer use, uh, Chris. Do you know, are you familiar with Michelle Thomas? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh Gervais, I'm on my way. <laughs> so he used to teach everything like that. But you could hear his dentures. <laughs> oh, oh, really? The so it's oh. a, uh, yes, uh, so, je suis désolé. I thought I thought it was part of the, I thought it was one of those African, <laughs> one of those things. You had to, you had to, you had to do it. <laughs> it kept me going. Gervais, I'm on my way. <laughs> no! So no! Do you now speak fluent denture French, like yeah, the exactly. weird... French. <laughs> but the Magic Roundabout was a French show originally. Was it? Do you know that was originally called Le, Le Manage Enchanté, which is so much nicer, It is. Yeah. I think. I quite like the Magic so Roundabout, though. And it sounds, it sounds like something that might happen with your colleagues in the S&M community, <laughs> I think, Frank. Well, I don't know about Enchanté. <laughs> Um, I don't like being enchanted. No, no. We, I suppose we might use that as a safety word. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Can we please discuss one of my favourites, P. Midi? Ah, uh, yes, Pippa. Pippa Middleton. Oh, Pippa. It can't have oh, escaped Pippa. your notice that um, she's wrote in a book. I'll say she has. What, celebrate? You know what? I like Pippa Middleton. Me too. Yes, I'm do. glad you've said that. And she's got... Uh, have I mentioned before the sad face, happy face thing with yes. her? Yes. But the, the bottom half of her face is lovely, smiling, it generates a, a sense of joie de vivre. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas her eyes have, have a terrible sadness that she's lived through many bleak experiences. If you got the two... Say if you got metal versions of mm. the, the tragedy mask and the comedy mask and did a second-hand car salesman bit and welded <laughs> welded two halves together a because they'd been damaged, you would have Pippa Middleton. <laughs> if you great. cotton shunted... Um, <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, sorry, I think we got through it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely ill. Yeah. Um... <laughs> That's what she's got, the sad up. If she um, if she took to wearing a yashmak in public, people would think, oh, she's very unhappy, mm-hmm. very sad person. Mm. If she went around blindfolded, they'll think she's full of life. How strange. Mm. So uh, you're both fans, aren't you? I'm glad to hear that, Frank. I'd say she's my favourite royal. She's my favourite. Is fav- she? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm doing this not- to slightly annoy yeah. people who get annoyed in this way. But she's, yeah, she's, she's my favourite def- child of party planners. Definitely my favourite princess. She is. She's my favourite princess. I'm sure if the Beastie Boys were here, they would defend her to the hilt. Would they? 
They would fight for her right <laughs> to mm. party. Well, at least to organise a party. That's <laughs> what she should have called the book, Frank. No, I was going to say, I thought she scrubbed up very well. Yeah. For the launch yes. part. Four outfits, lovely. Four outfits. The hair was a bit sport Victorian child, but I thought the outfits were great. I love the fact that she wore four outfits. Mm. People on the Daily Mail commenting about her wearing four outfits. I like that. Makes me identify with her. Mm. Well, I've got I, children. I quite often wear four outfits <laughs> in a day. As, as a Three of them have been soiled, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, as a former rear of the year, I know what it's like to be... <laughs> How to be, did that ha- even happen? To be reduced <laughs> to just a bomb on legs. I know what that's like. <laughs> and um, who, who was the lady when you won it? Must have been Carol Alderman. Smiley, wasn't Carol, it? Carol Smiley. How do I know that? How do you know that? How do I know that? It's because yeah. it's been mentioned And I found, I found I became a bit of a, uh, a sex object for some... People would prod. <laughs> oh, people would God. prod. People would just prod without bottom. even asking. They people would prod. would prod? They would. They'd come and have Did a bit really? of a... They would, yeah, and I think that's rude. I did, and pe- I did people walking away saying that, you know, there isn't a bit of giving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like people, when you see people buying cantaloupe, it was like that. <laughs> so I, I, I'm with, me and Pippa, we are, I, I understand her pain. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Here's what we need to talk about. Uh, a story this week about a woman who was high on drink and drugs and stole a passenger ferry. I was here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then crashed into boats shouting, I'm Jack Sparrow, has been jailed. Um, Alison Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a bit strict, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, what's that? I like she said, I'm Jack Sparrow, I'm Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but jailing seems unfair. They should have made her walk a plank, really, shouldn't they? The Daily Mail, yeah. The Daily Mail said that she claimed that she'd have ended up in Santa Pave if they hadn't caught her. I like that. Mm. She didn't claim that, did she? She speculated. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's a bit of Fred Goodwin. I but like it's also that. a bit of the arrogance of somebody really drunk that just assumes that. Oh, if you'd let me do that, I would have done it really well and ended up in somewhere good. Yeah, wouldn't that? Was, there's all sorts of tidal considerations. Exactly. Frank, can I tell you what else? My favourite <laughs> thing... I like the idea she'd have sobered up and been reading, like, yeah. sea charts. <laughs> <Just> some charts. <laughs> Hold oh, on, it turns on. out... Turns out, if I'm not mistaken... Hold on, you pass us... Pass us that sextant. <laughs> turns out I've ended up in Saint-Tropez. Frank, can I say my favourite thing about this story, other than the fact that she was drinking Lambrini... Mm. <laughs> was the fact that she shouted to police at one point, I believe this is out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> which is so someone who's watched Miami Vice too many times. <laughs> someone who used to listen to Radio Caroline. <laughs> and has thought, oh yeah, I've, I'm offshore now so they can't touch me. Yeah. Not true. Absolutely not. She might well have used to listen to Radio Caroline. She's 51. That was the thing that she amazed me. She is 51. Mm. In the picture, she did not look unlike um, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I know no. what you mean, the smeared eyeliner and the slightly yeah, Tim Minchin hair. She looks, yeah, she does, she's a bit Minchin. Yeah. Oh, no, Mingy, sorry. <laughs> she shouted, <laughs> I'm a comics. pirate, which I don't, th- I think that was quite an unwise admission. But the I'm odd thing, <laughs> I'm no, I know nothing about uh, modern decadence at all. I've, I've heard of Lambrini. Okay. I think I used to... Uh, That's not really decadence, Frank, it's a bit pound land. <laughs> she also had been eating deadly nightshade. Is that what it says? Yeah. Now, I didn't know... I didn't know you could eat deadly nightshade. I I thought it said something like that. She'd been eating hallucinogenic plants. Oh, well, you should have read further down. uh, 
Mushrooms? No, it, I'm afraid it was Deadly Nightshade. Oh my goodness. Which I then looked up on Wikipedia, because I thought it was a, a killer. All I knew about it is there used to be a, a kid in Dennis the Menace's gang called Dudley Nightshirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember him. But anyway, um, now people do use cause They used to use it off of poison-tipped arrows. Is that right? But um, now they use it as an hallucinogenic drug. Can you believe that? Oh. No, that wasn't a rhetorical question. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yes. Yeah. I was... Uh, I was knocked out by it. So I what happened? They, they basically... I used to have a poison-tipped arrow myself. Fine. But, you know, antibiotics. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't know. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What's, what news? So I was walking, I was walking uh, down Whitehall. I feel there should oh. be some political music. Maybe what the papers say. <laughs> and uh, I became aware of this bloke at my shoulder. Oh. Um, and uh, he was... We walked for about 10, 20, 30 yards and he was still at my shoulder trying to overtake. Yeah, so I, I realised this guy was up for it. And I looked, he didn't look the type even. It's, off, it's the quiet ones. Yes, mm. always. For, competitive. <laughs> He had, like, a dress shirt on and he had a beard. He had a beard. It's a young man, but mm. with a beard. Mm -hmm. He looked like the sort of bloke who might enjoy an episode of Coast. And anyway, uh, not only... He, he overtook me. Uh, I was taken by surprise. He overtook me, but then he, he did what I consider to be an unfair... T he cut straight across me. Oh, no. Did he? Yeah. He cut straight across to slow me up. What a swine. So, um, <laughs> I just... Uh, I, I just caught the trailing leg, deliberately. <laughs> oh, good for you. I deliberately. I you caught didn't. It. I did. I mean, it's a yellow card, but... No, it's the old <laughs> Vinnie Jones, let him know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you put a reducer on him, like... I, did, <laughs> it, I can't believe bottles. I did it, but I did. I deliberately caught the back leg as he went across. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> if he'd have gone over, I would have used him as carpet. <laughs> but anyway, he didn't go. He didn't look round. I think he, thought, he, he just thought it was the hubbub of the crowd, or maybe he knew the race was on. So then I thought, I can't, I can't <laughs> let this get away. So then I really kicked in. Did uh -huh. you up the ante then? And he was, he was, a, he, he was a fit young fellow, I'd oh. say. Because um, usually people with beards, they're not so good at it because there's mm. an aerodynamic problem. Yeah. There's yeah. Like quite a lot of drag. Mm -hmm. okay. And I always think people with beards are usually too ill to shave <laughs> if, they're, if they're that young. It's got to be a reason for it. No, that's a fashion beard, Frank. No, but if you've got a... Yeah, but, you know, it's it's a bit um, Mumford and Sons, that look. <laughs> you don't expect them to be uh, pedestrian racing. You expect them to be... You no, know, they're not jocks. Docile types. Um, you know, maybe um, nursing a, a stinger rash and, and, and in a search for dock leaves. <laughs> maybe. That's how I think of them spending much of their life. Anyway... Honestly, I bet you we did 120 yards side by side. I mean, no. literally, people would have thought, oh, there's two blokes who know each other. It was in a bit of a rush. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were si side by side. I wouldn't, it, neither of us would give in. And I knew I was going to have to cross the road oh. eventually. And I thought, I don't want him to think I've just, um, I've peeled off like a You're red arrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know when the red arrows peel yeah. off? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I had to get I, I had to get well ahead of him so that when I crossed the road he was already defeated. So I really I really pushed it. I was, as we were you. going, I was laughing with excitement. <laughs> I was going, I just couldn't believe it. I was exhilarated. And, I bet uh, you look very stable. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two blokes, one with a beard and the other one laughing. Did you have to fight the temptation to raise your arms as you crossed some kind of imaginary finish line? No, because one of the secrets of pedestrian racing <laughs> is that that person must always go away, never quite sure whether it was just him. <laughs> yeah. Whether he's whether he's imagined the whole thing, that's that's the important thing about him. Because I wasn't used to it and I'd, I'd had no warm-up, um, yeah. I could feel it in the calves a bit. Hamstrings. <laughs> I could feel it in the calves, <laughs> but I like the idea, the idea of uh, beardy at work, probably in a job with the weird, the word uh, community in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just feeling a bit stiff himself, even though he's a younger man. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hey. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio in Texas on 8.12.15. Or you can follow us on, um, that Twitter contraption. At, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank on Absolute. I like the idea of that Twitter contraption. Well, I don't like the idea of it at all. There's a guy just pedalling furiously like... to power Twitter. I think yeah. he makes it sound like a mangle. Yeah. It is a mangle. Is that it? it mangles people's private lives. Oh my god. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> uh, I think so. Anyway. Puritan folders are back. Mm. They've been away a while. <laughs> Who's Puritan Fathers? Frank. He says things like oh, that. Oh, right. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> no. Is that before my time? Mm. Did you mean the Pilgrim Fathers? They're Pilgrim Fathers, the Puritans. Oh. See, I ran with it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Pre-cockerel catchphrase. But cockerel had to try and make a fool of you. <laughs> I didn't yeah. try to make a fool of you. Yeah, I just it. didn't understand. Why don't you just admit you hate women? <laughs> <laughs> You're a misogynist and a sexist. That's what you... That's quoting Julia Gillard. I wasn't... Ah, didn't mean that. Anyway... Anyway, um... I feel like I need to speak to you about jokes falling flat. Um, oh, well, can't we do this half a hair? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Hunt cracked a little joke joke oh, to yes. the Queen when oh, yeah. uh, he met her in a lineup where he's next to Heston Blumenthal in the <gasps> picture. Um, but he, uh, he he cracked a little joke, <laughs> which apparently fell flat. I feel his pain. He <laughs> said, "I read about a Japanese tourist who said afterwards how wonderful our Queen must be to take part in that, meaning the James Bond um, Olympic, the ceremony. Olympic ceremony yes. thing, uh, as they would never get their emperor to jump out of the plane." And then... Unless think, he'd been publicly <gasps> disgraced in some way. Then they wouldn't be able to stop him jumping out the plane. But uh, apparently the Queen smiled, shrugged politely and moved on, which that's a zing. It, it also said she paused. Can you imagine how long that <laughs> pause felt to that poor man? Well, well, Jeremy Hunt listened to the ticking clock in the yeah. distance. Just... Well, it wasn't a great gag. <laughs> no. It wasn't his gag. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was plagiarised. Um, but... I, I I mean, I've always thought that Jeremy Hunt was... Um, I'm not going to start rapping at this stage, <laughs> no, don't worry. I don't... <laughs> I don't have much time for Jeremy Hunt, but I, mm. in this particular occasion, I, I, I'm i with Jeremy. Oh, I feel his pain. He tried a gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and then Duke of Edinburgh turns up and says... Uh, who are you? Who anyway? are you? He says, who are you? Because <laughs> they move you lot on. I believe, I believe what he said was, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I wish he'd done that. <laughs> but he said they move you lot on a lot. Yeah. Uh, regularly. I would have said, well, you know what? That's because we have to get re-elected every four or five years. Fancy trying that? Yeah. <laughs> we don't just have to marry somebody. We have to, like, convince an electorate to give us another go. So shut up about it. <laughs> That's what I'd have said. 
I mean, let's face it, what is the Duke of Edinburgh? It's a sort of very highfalutin plus one. Yes, he is, really, isn't he? he? Is. Yeah, so I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. But who I'm, are you? I'm actually with Jeremy. But, yeah. Frank, who are you? The worst three who words in the English language, as far as I'm concerned. And he did that terrible thing that I, I myself have done in a royal line-up. Mm. Um, I was going to say, you've defending been... yourself. Gosh, you have. You've worked with them I'm rather fascinated by the royal line-up, you see, because I thought Heston... I was pleased to see him there. In the chemistry glasses, I do like Heston, but yeah. also I think I use real glasses. I know, although I can yeah. understand he's often in the other ones, isn't he? In his chemistry glasses, yeah, that's yeah. what they look a bit like. They do, yeah. Um, Bonson just had his hair Bonson burned <laughs> off by the skull bully. But Lionel Blair's often in a lineup, a royal lineup. I was surprised not to yeah, see him. It, often in shows he hasn't even appeared in. And Frank, with the lineup, I think he he's might. an interloper. Yeah. yeah. Well, that girl in the Olympic ceremony. Happy slapper, royal lineup <laughs> interrupter. As someone who's got first-hand experience of the lineup, do you get a sort of? Is there a build-up? Is there a bit of a pre-match build-up? The sort of well, tension as, as they get as they get closer. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do start <gasps> to get a bit dry mouthed. Oh, oh really? Because you can uh, you can see what you like about the royal family when you're in their presence. It's quite exciting. Right. Yes. Uh, I mean, my last one, if you remember, was, my last with, uh, one. was Prince Charles. Do you remember that one? Oh, what oh yeah. Well, you, was, were his, was... you were at his crib, though. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. And it was, uh, in my end is my beginning, because my first one was with Prince Charles. And then that, now that's where I sympathise, because I've, I've told this story many times, but not so much my reaction to the story. Mm. I'd just um, gone very badly at the Royal Variety performance, and Prince Charles <laughs> said to me in the line, where do you, where do you normally work? Is, is, it, <laughs> is, it, is it in the north? <laughs> He sounds like me. Did yeah. Really? And I said, um, oh, no, no, I work all over the place. I get lots of work in London. I started like, pathetically <laughs> defending myself, and that's what Jeremy Hunt did. He said, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm the Minister of Culture and, and all that. Oh, Minister of Culture. And he said, oh, can you get us some cheap yoghurt? <laughs> Terrible mix-up, whole thing. So I do, I feel sorry for... Oh, I feel sorry for him. I I have this moment. I would say maybe once or twice a week where I'll crack a joke to. Uh, it happens quite commonly to waiting staff or in a pub when you're buying around mm -hmm. or something, and you say something not a joke joke, but just something a bit flippant like oh, and uh, and then you realise that person, nice though they may be, does not speak English as a first language. <laughs> And the people with you are looking at you, and you've got your funny cracked a joke face. And yeah, they, they probably do speak English as a first language. <laughs> don't look to that. As I'm, I'm really looking to that. No, I'd say twice a week no, I'm, I'm looking sure to that. I think the Queen has shrugged off her German <laughs> by now. That's what I was thinking. That's I, know, the I, went, I went into a lamp shop, and the woman said, Can I help you? And I said, Well, I wouldn't mind uh, if you could lend me a fiver till the end of the week as a joke. And she said, Oh, no, I can't. And it all went really awkward. And, <laughs> get, I can't oh, get into the till no. without a purchase. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. I mean, obviously she was an imbecile, but I <laughs> still felt bad about it. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Can you believe that this has happened to me? I'm the oh. timing. I've just got into Merlin. It's so hot right now as well. It's really I can't believe trend, it. it? Yeah. Well, because, you know, because... Please, dear listener, Emily and Alan are all, you know, have you seen Homeland? Have you seen The Wire? Things that are on that. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, Merlin is on now. <laughs> it is on now. And I've just got into it, series five, I think it is, and I thought, yeah. I love this. I'll, this is going to keep me going 
till to my death. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they've pulled it this week. But oh. Frank, you're going to have to find something else. I was thinking maybe Bergerac or Cadfire. <laughs> no, this is a brilliant. It's the thinking man's Game of Thrones. Rosemary and Time. You d- have you seen Merlin? No, uh, I saw a bit of it once. No. It looked a bit seven-year-old boys in Wisconsin. I, I told thought you. I was going to. My next thing was to ask my manager to try and get me a part in it <laughs> after his terrible failure of getting me a part in Doctor Who. My manager is here today. I got him to phone up Doctor Who and say I would play. Did any you part. actually do that? Yeah. Oh my! Oh my God! I'm he so did. embarrassed. And what I'm did they so say? Embarrassed. I'll tell you what they said because my manager told me this the other day. I spoke to the um, the main person. <laughs> this is mortifying. And, they, and she said that we uh, that she was really glad to hear that that's something I wanted to do. Full <laughs> <laughs> stop. Now, surely there needs to be another part to that statement, and for, and, and and thus we would like to offer, and thus we no. Something you'd like to do. Goodbye. <laughs> Frank, you've all, he's only told you about thirty percent of that conversation. I was Let thinking, me tell you. I was thinking I could be a, I could be a brilliant um, in Merlin. As, I'm thinking uh, as a plague victim. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's too late. Miss, I missed my window. This is Frank Skinner. What I enjoyed this week, a bit of a celebrity feud. Um, I'm, I'm talking about De Niro, Jay-Z. It's an odd thing, because Jay-Z approached Robert De Niro, and he went over and, and said, hey, how you doing? You know the way they do the rappers. I think bro was used. Yeah. You think? You don't mm. think he went over and went, what's up? <laughs> no? I hope so. I hope he went over and did the crazy frog in his head tire. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see Robert De Niro saying... <laughs> So, um, anyway, he said, oh, how are you doing? And De Niro said, I phoned you six times, you never got back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, that's rude, he said to him. It did apparently say that's rude. Oh, yeah. I like it. Quite old yeah. school, old man that's insult rude. that. yeah, parental guidance. That's mm. rude. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's right, it is rude. And I've heard he's got quite a temper on him. Um, Has he? Bob De Niro. Elton John told me that... Uh, Clang! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He used to call him... Elton John had this thing of calling all his male friends by female names. He used to call Robert De Niro Roberta, and apparently he used to get really <laughs> angry about it. <laughs> if, if I got a phone message out of the <clears throat> blue from Robert De Niro... It's not going to happen. It would give me stomach trouble. The idea that I've got a phone back, Robert De Niro, yeah, I'd get yeah. so anxious about that. Do Honestly, you, it would make me... Do you think that's what it was? That Jay-Z I, was just a bit scared to call him back? I think it wants to call Robert De Niro, you know. And also... You're going to say something stupid, aren't you? And he's, a, he's a nose breather as well, isn't he, Robert De Niro? He's one of those... Yeah, he is oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Can I say? <laughs> can I say I feel sorry for the listeners that they didn't see that impression. It was like Robert it's, De Niro. It was it? very Honestly. good, wasn't it? No, but I'm not being ironic. It was really good. Yeah. Was. Really and uh, good. he's got that downturned smile thing. But if he leaves a voicemail message just doing that, it's going to sound like a heavy breather, isn't it? Robert De Niro in a huff on the phone is just... Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he still should have got it's back not- to him. Rob- Maybe he found him out the blue, so you didn't get the Robert De Niro name come up on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. an unknown number. Similar thing happened to me. Out of the- no, a man I'd barely met, suddenly Neil Morrissey called me <laughs> and said, do you Clank- want to... You've Mel- been quite yeah. the name dropper no, this time. Neil-, Neil Morrissey, FYI, doesn't count. Carry on. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> um, he phoned me up and said, do you want to see Van Morrison at Caesar's Palace Luton? 
extraordinary invitation. And, uh, <laughs> extraordinary. I, I said yes. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, who could say no? Um, Jay Z. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, can I tell you what I'd like to discuss right here, right now? Let um, me hear you say yeah. <laughs> I'd like to discuss the Pope Easy. because he's finally. I'm going to. He's sort of come over to the dark side a bit, Frank. I won't have that. Said. No, I love his holiness, but he's he's joined Twitter. When you say you love his holiness, do you mean? <laughs> You, do you mean as in him? Yes. Referring, or do you love the holiness that belongs to him? Oh, oh. the office, not the man. It was, oh. it was tricky. See, when you're talking about the Pope, you gotta, you know, mm. you gotta know. Yeah. Um, thank you. Join Twitter. This his his Twitter handle is at Pontifex. Is oh. that Pope in Latin? Apparently, I quite that's quite cool. No, isn't I think it? it's a it's a pun on uh, Pontifract. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of those. He loves the Yorkshire-based pond. Uh, he should have got at Pope. I worry that someone in Wisconsin has stolen that first. I think at the Pope has already gone. Um, oh, someone exactly, someone in Wisconsin. Yeah. Can't they throw money Someone's at the problem? You'd think, wouldn't you? I just hope that, the, that there is a, a technical uh, assistant to get him through it. Because say he's an old man. I don't him to accidentally end up on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the abuse you get on there? It might be worse on Twitter, who knows? I'll be like a stranger in a strange land. Mind <laughs> you, I'll be absolutely honest, I think I, I would I prefer that to him being on LinkedIn. If he went on LinkedIn, I think I'd convert to the Church of England. <laughs> I wonder if he will end up there. What are we going to do about emails? people on LinkedIn? What are these people who, you know... Can they be I, rounded up? Yeah. I hate them, Frank. <laughs> I hate you all. Yeah, LinkedIn. somebody wants to be uh, wants to put you on there uh, something on LinkedIn. I get that. What are you talking about? Get leave me alone. <laughs> and also, I'm happy that my was it PIP this stuff was that what PPI? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, keep Were you missold? Keep, keep the money. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a drink. Keep your fist okay. Just it's a drop in the ocean to you, isn't it? Get off my <laughs> Historically back. Historically speaking, get off my back with the PPI <laughs> money. <laughs> oh, we've got a check. We've got a check ready for you. It said we've got a check ready for you for one thousand two hundred pound PPI. Right, it said. Did you just take check? That? Keep it. <laughs> a check. Where did this text come from? Nineteen seventy-eight. <laughs> Do you mean you got a check? Where did you find that? <laughs> I mean, get don't bother me. I, I'm not that crazy about texts from friends. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Email Corner! <laughs> and relax, we're in Email Corner. Um, this is from Kieran, Frank. Kieran, he's a fellow baggy. Yes? I, I heard you talking about people turning on Christmas lights, and I'd wondered if you'd heard about the strange incident in Wolverhampton. SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants yes. was due to turn on the lights <laughs> recently. However, upon trying to get onto the stage, SpongeBob was unable to climb the steps because of his costume. <laughs> Health and safety regulations then meant that SpongeBob could not be lifted onto the stage. To be fair, they say unable. He was he was not allowed to try. Okay. Oh, really? Because of his width, it was decided that he should not yeah. take... It's only like five stairs up the stage. <laughs> Health and safety it, gone mad, isn't it? Health and safety not yes. only gone mad, but... Uh, 
with with a long history of mental illness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, do another email for God's sake, dear Frank. Alan. I think I've wrung as much as I can out of SpongeBob. <laughs> well, <laughs> you squeezed the SpongeBob. For I was all very absorbed by the SpongeBob <laughs> theme. Oh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Well, we thought wrong, didn't we? There's yeah. more, <laughs> dear Frank, Alan, and the gorgeous Emily. First, I want to say a big thank you. A recent breakup has left me unable to listen to music oh, for fear wow. every song might induce hysterical sobbing. Oh. I'll try the fall. That tends, to, <laughs> <laughs> that tends to straighten you out pretty sharpish. Is, that's a bit... Hold on. Is that sad enough? Really? I don't yeah. think it's quite really? sad enough, is it? It feels jaunty. Welcome that. to yeah. my 1960s chat show. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that cheer you I up? I wish you had a 1960s chat show. It's so hard to get one commission nowadays. <laughs> The extensive podcasts have undoubtedly seen me through those tough days and also brought smiles and laughter. Oh, is this oh. a man or a lady? Um, it's a for lady. this public service, I thank you and wonder She's if the Abby. team have any breakup survival tips. Abby, long time listener, first time email at PS. I'm doing much better now, but there's always the fear of relapse. Oh, See, oh Abby. Bitch. Can we call she you says, Downton? I'm sorry that Abby's had a breakup, but let's face it, we all have them. Oh, we do, but can I just say, Frank, you are... Frank is the best person to ask in this scenario. <laughs> he is. Yeah, but you know what they say on things like um, LBC? They, yeah. they'll, they'll go... Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm not able to comment on any individual case. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I, um, I, I mean, I tend to uh, wallow in it. Yes, you do. On the occasions I've got dumped, I start smoking again. I I walk around. If it's summer, it's a nightmare. You want it to be winter so you can wear an overcoat with the collar turned off. Yes. Smoke a cigarette and feel like, you know, you've got the... I listen to a lot of Roy Orbison, which is... I mean, if you want (laughs) sad music, that's what you're on. And I absolutely imagine I'm in a film where I've been dumped. Yes. I think the secret is to embrace it. Hey, let's face it, you're not going to be embracing anything else. (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, look. Um... The other thing that uh, always got me through it was, um, well, saucy videos. But it doesn't work for everyone. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. But I found it it a great consolation. Videos. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's been a long time since I've been dumped. (laughs) You have to... Frank always said to me as well, once when I was dumped, Frank said, oh, you're at the forensic stage, which I really like. Yeah, when you're pulling it apart. But he said that on Tuesday. Why is he doing that? Uh, Frank said, you're allowed to stay there for a bit, but then you have to eventually leave the incident room. So I'm going to leave this with, I think, the only way we can end this. Go, girl. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I begin by telling you something terrible that happened to me this week? Oh, yeah. I did the Graham Norton show, and that isn't the terrible thing. No. I like doing the Graham Norton it's show. It's a very good show. He's a nice bloke. Who um, are your fellow couch people, can I just ask? My fellow couch people. You know, you get your initial three people on the couch, and yeah. then you're joined by a musical guest. Oh, yeah, at the mm-hmm. end, yeah. It's the way it works. So I was with um, Billy Piper. Lovely. Oh, I was very excited about it. Actually, when I mm-hmm. met her, I, you know, you did the Shelby's Kiss, I said, um, oh, Rose. Um, <laughs> You no, didn't. That's because that was her character in How Doctor Who. How embarrassing. I got, I got, no, she was fine with it. It wasn't just a random She was fine name. with it, but she actually said, what a muggle. Look, I, you know, I could have called her stuff based on other well-known roles she's played. Then she'd I, have a reason to be upset. <laughs> so it was... Uh, and Josh Groban, the, uh, the singer. Oh, you raised me up. Well, I didn't think you'd be that excited. <laughs> 
So anyway, that was it. It was all set. And um, and the, the musical guest was Example. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. trendy, Frank. He's yeah. one of the trendies. But, well, I'll be absolutely straight with you. You know, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged man. And uh, when I say middle-aged, if I'm going to live to 110, I'm a middle-aged man. <laughs> That's and, bleak. And I thought, um, <laughs> I could do in the modern technology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be the last four years as a hologram. Anyway, what I, I thought, I d- I'm not familiar with Example's work. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought I'd go on the uh, YouTube. You know the YouTube? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on there and find a few, as it were, examples. Par examples. Lovely. Few, yeah. few EGs. So I listened to a track. Do you know what? I loved it. So uh, we did the show, and the show was, was, you know, I put my blue Stratos on, I was all set, turned yeah. up, show went nicely. I, went, I saw um, afterwards, Example came up to me and said, how are you doing, and all that. I said, um, I, look, I said, oh, hey, I said, I turned, there's a track of yours I really love, Lowdown. And he said, uh, what, you've heard it on, on Lowdown? I said, no, no, the track Lowdown. Oh. I said, I, I, really... I feel so ill at this moment. I know it's not going to end well. <laughs> I said, it's, I think it's brilliant. I said, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't familiar with your stuff, but I listened to that. I thought, honestly, it's great. Oh my god! He said, I, I don't have a, I don't have a track called Lowdown. Frank, this is the worst <laughs> thing you've ever done. I feel ill. And I actually did. You know those things you hear people have say, people say, oh, I think you did. I actually, I actually <laughs> said, no, no, you definitely. It's definitely you. I mean, oh, please. And he said, no, I'd, honestly, I don't have a track called Lowdown. And, you know, the show had gone well, and I felt good. I had that... That the, glow. If a show goes well, yeah, I'd say a good show and Ready Break, the two things in my life that give me that glow. Mm-hmm. And I had that. I felt up and elated. And I had... I suddenly got the quickest stomachache <laughs> I have ever got in my life. I was crippled with... with um, with stomach pain. I can't pains. believe you argued with him. That's like that extraordinary argument you had with Tony Blair. Yes, about <laughs> whether Brian Ricks was alive and he'd met him the week before or something. It was so tr- And he, the terrible thing was, he blushed on my behalf. Oh, no. I made example blush. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 